part two sections eight and nine of the song of the lark this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by shi pingming the song of the lark by willard cyber cather part two sections eight and nine section eight one warm damp june night the denver express was speeding westward across the earthy smelling plains of iowa the lights in the day coach were turned low and the ventilators were open admitting showers of soot and dust upon the occupants of the narrow green plush chairs which were tilted at various angles of discomfort in each of these chairs some uncomfortable human being lay drawn up or stretched out or writhing from one position to another there were tired men in rumpled shirts their necks bare and their suspenders down old women with their heads tied up in black handkerchiefs bedraggled young women who went to sleep while they were nursing their babies and forgot to button up their dresses dirty boys who added to the general discomfort by taking off their boots the brakeman when he came through at midnight sniffed the heavy air disdainfully and looked up at the ventilators as he glanced down the double rows of contorted figures he saw one pair of eyes that were wide open and bright a yellow head that was not overcome by the stupefying heat and smell in the car there's a girl for you he thought as he stopped by thea's chair like to have the window up a little he asked thea smiled up at him not misunderstanding his friendliness the girl behind me is sick she can't stand a draught what time is it please he took out his open-faced watch and held it before her eyes with a knowing look in a hurry he asked i'll leave the end door open and air you out catch a wink the time will go faster thea nodded good-night to him and settled her head back on her pillow looking up at the oil lamps she was going back to moonstone for her summer vacation and she was sitting up all night in a day coach because that seemed such an easy way to save money at her age discomfort was a small matter when one made five dollars a day by it she had confidently expected to sleep after the car got quiet but in the two chairs behind her were a sick girl and her mother and the girl had been coughing steadily since ten o'clock they had come from somewhere in pennsylvania and this was their second night on the road the mother said that they were going to colorado for her daughter's lungs the daughter was a little older than thea perhaps nineteen with patient dark eyes and curly brown hair she was pretty in spite of being so sooty and travel-stained she had put on an ugly-figured satin kimono over her loosened clothes thea when she boarded the train in chicago happened to stop and plant her heavy telescope on this seat she had not intended to remain there but the sick girl had looked up at her with an eager smile and said do sit there miss i'd so much rather not have a gentleman in front of me 
after the girl began to cough there were no empty seats left and if there had been thea could scarcely have changed without hurting her feelings the mother turned on her side and went to sleep she was used to the cough but the girl lay wide awake her eyes fixed on the roof of the car as thea's were the two girls must have seen very different things there thea fell to going over her winter in chicago it was only under unusual or uncomfortable conditions like these that she could keep her mind fixed upon herself or her own affairs for any length of time the rapid motion and the vibration of the wheels under her seemed to give her thoughts rapidity and clearness she had taken twenty very expensive lessons from madison bowers but she did not yet know what he thought of her or of her ability he was different from any man with whom she had ever had to do with her other teachers she had felt a personal relation but with him she did not bowers was a cold bitter avaricious man but he knew a great deal about voices he worked with a voice as if he were in a laboratory conducting a series of experiments he was conscientious and industrious even capable of a certain cold fury when he was working with an interesting voice but hassani declared that he had the soul of a shrimp and could no more make an artist than a throat specialist could thea realized that he had taught her a great deal in twenty lessons although she cared so much less for bowers than for hassani thea was on the whole happier since she had been studying with him than she had been before she had always told herself that she studied piano to fit herself to be a music teacher but she never asked herself why she was studying voice her voice more than any other part of her had to do with that confidence that sense of wholeness and inner well-being that she had felt at moments ever since she could remember of this feeling thea had never spoken to any human being until that day when she told harsani that there had always been something hitherto she had felt but one obligation toward it secrecy to protect it even from herself she had always believed that by doing all that was required of her by her family her teachers her pupils she kept that part of herself from being caught up in the mashes of common things she took it for granted that some day when she was older she would know a great deal more about it it was as if she had an appointment to meet the rest of herself sometime somewhere it was moving to meet her and she was moving to meet it that meeting awaited her just as surely as for the poor girl in the seat behind her there awaited a hole in the earth already dug for thea so much had begun with a hole in the earth yes she reflected this new part of her life had all begun that morning when she sat on the clay bank beside ray kennedy under the flickering shade of the cottonwood tree she remembered the way ray had looked at her that morning why had he cared so much and Vunch and dr archie and spanish johnny why had they it was something that had to do with her that made them care but it was not she it was something they believed in but it was not she 
perhaps each of them concealed another person in himself just as she did why was it that they seemed to feel and to hunt for a second person in her and not in each other thea frowned up at the dull lamp in the roof of the car what if one's second self could somehow speak to all these second selves what if one could bring them out as whiskey did spanish johnnies how deep they lay these second persons and how little one knew about them except to guard them fiercely it was to music more than to anything else that these hidden things in people responded her mother even her mother had something of that sort which replied to music thea found herself listening for the coughing behind her and not hearing it she turned cautiously and looked back over the headrest of her chair the poor girl had fallen asleep thea looked at her intently why was she so afraid of men why did she shrink into herself and avert her face whenever a man passed her chair thea thought she knew of course she knew how horrible to waste away like that in the time when one ought to be growing fuller and stronger and rounder every day suppose there were such a dark hole open for her between to-night and that place where she was to meet herself her eyes narrowed she put her hand on her breast and felt how warm it was and within it there was a full powerful pulsation she smiled though she was ashamed of it with the natural contempt of strength for weakness with the sense of physical security which makes the savage merciless nobody could die while they felt like that inside the springs there were wound so tight that it would be a long while before there was any slack in them the life in there was rooted deep she was going to have a few things before she died she realized that there were a great many trains dashing east and west on the face of the continent that night and that they all carried young people who meant to have things but the difference was that she was going to get them that was all let people try to stop her she glowered at the rows of feckless bodies that lay sprawled in the chairs let them try it once alone with the yearning that came from some deep part of her that was selfless and exalted thea had a hard kind of cockiness a determination to get ahead well there are passages in life when that fierce stubborn self-assertion will stand its ground after the nobler feeling is overwhelmed and beaten under having told herself once more that she meant to grab a few things thea went to sleep she was wakened in the morning by the sunlight which beat fiercely through the glass of the car window upon her face she made herself as clean as she could and while the people all about her were getting cold food out of their lunch baskets she escaped into the dining car her thrift did not go to the point of enabling her to carry a lunch basket at that early hour there were few people in the dining car the linen was white and fresh the darkies were trim and smiling and the sunlight gleamed pleasantly upon the silver and the glass water bottles on each table there was a slender vase with a single pink rose in it 
when thea sat down she looked into her rose and thought it the most beautiful thing in the world it was wide open recklessly offering its yellow heart and there were drops of water on the petals all the future was in that rose all that one would like to be the flower put her in an absolutely regal mood she had a whole pot of coffee and scrambled eggs with chopped ham utterly disregarding the astonishing price they cost she had faith enough in what she could do she told herself to have eggs if she wanted them at the table opposite her sat a man and his wife and little boy thea classified them as being from the east they spoke in that quick sure staccato which thea like ray kennedy pretended to scorn and secretly admired people who could use words in that confident way and who spoke them elegantly had a great advantage in life she reflected there were so many words which she could not pronounce in speech as she had to do in singing language was like clothes it could be a help to one or it could give one away but the most important thing was that one should not pretend to be what one was not when she paid her check she consulted the waiter waiter do you suppose i could buy one of those roses i'm out of the day coach and there's a sick girl in there i'd like to take her a cup of coffee and one of those flowers the waiter liked nothing better than advising travellers less sophisticated than himself he told thea there were a few roses left in the ice-box and he would get one he took the flour and the coffee into the day coach thea pointed out the girl but she did not accompany him she hated thanks and never received them gracefully she stood outside on the platform to get some fresh air into her lungs the train was crossing the platte river now and the sunlight was so intense that it seemed to quiver in little flames on the glittering sandbars the scrub willows and the curling fretted shallows thea felt that she was coming back to her own land she had often heard mrs kronborg said that she believed in immigration and so did thea believe in it this earth seemed to her young and fresh and kindly a place where refugees from old sad countries were given another chance the mere absence of rocks gave the soil a kind of amiability and generosity and the absence of natural boundaries gave the spirit a wider range wire fences might mark the end of a man's pasture but they could not shut in his thoughts as mountains and forests can it was over flat lands like this stretching out to drink the sun that the larks sang and one's heart sang there too thea was glad that this was her country even if one did not learn to speak elegantly there it was somehow an honest country and there was a new song in that blue air which had never been sung in the world before it was hard to tell about it for it had nothing to do with words it was like the light of the desert at noon or the smell of sagebrush after rain intangible but powerful she had the sense of going back to a friendly soil whose friendship was somehow going to strengthen her a naive generous country that gave one its joyous force its large-hearted childlike power to love just as it gave one its coarse brilliant flowers 
as she drew in that glorious air thea's mind went back to ray kennedy he too had that feeling of empire as if all the southwest really belonged to him because he had knocked about over it so much and knew it as he said like the blisters on his own hands that feeling she reflected was the real element of companionship between her and ray now that she was going back to colorado she realized this as she had never done before section nine thea reached moonstone in the late afternoon and all the kronborgs were there to meet her except her two older brothers gus and charlie were young men now and they had declared at noon that it would look silly if the whole bunch went down to the train there's no use making a fuss over thea just because she'd been to chicago charlie warned his mother she's inclined to think pretty well of herself anyhow and if you go treating her like company there'll be no living in the house with her mrs kronborg simply leveled her eyes at charlie and he faded away muttering she had as mr kronborg always said with an inclination of his head good control over her children anna too wished to absent herself from the party but in the end her curiosity got the better of her so when thea stepped down from the porter's stool a very credible kronborg representation was grouped on the platform to greet her after they had all kissed her gunner and axel shyly mr kronborg hurried his flock into the hotel omnibus in which they were to be driven ceremoniously home with the neighbors looking out of their windows to see them go by all the family talked to her at once except thor impressive in new trousers who was gravely silent and who refused to sit on thea's lap one of the first things anna told her was that maggie evans the girl who used to cough in prayer meeting died yesterday and had made a request that thea sing at her funeral thea's smile froze i'm not going to sing at all this summer except my exercises bowers says i taxed my voice last winter singing at funerals so much if i begin the first day after i get home there'll be no end to it you can tell them i caught cold on the train or something thea saw anna glance at their mother thea remembered having seen that look on anna's face often before but she had never thought anything about it because she was used to it now she realized that the look was distinctly spiteful even vindictive she suddenly realized that anna had always disliked her mrs kronborg seemed to notice nothing and changed the trend of the conversation telling thea that dr archie and mr upping the jeweller were both coming in to see her that evening and that she had asked spanish johnny to come because he had behaved well all winter and ought to be encouraged the next morning thea wakened early in her own room up under the eaves and lay watching the sunlight shine on the roses of her wallpaper she wondered whether she would ever like a plastered room as well as this one lined with scantlings it was snug and tight like the cabin of a little boat her bed faced the window and stood against the wall under the slant of the ceiling when she went away she could just touch the ceiling with the tips of her fingers 
now she could touch it with the palm of her hand it was so little that it was like a sunny cave with roses running all over the roof through the low window as she lay there she could watch people going by on the farther side of the street men going downtown to open their stores thor was over there rattling his express wagon along the sidewalk tilly had put a bunch of french pinks in a tumbler of water on her dresser and they gave out a pleasant perfume the blue jays were fighting and screeching in the cottonwood tree outside her window as they always did and she could hear the old baptist deacon across the street calling his chickens as she had heard him do every summer morning since she could remember it was pleasant to waken up in that bed in that room and to feel the brightness of the morning while light quivered about the low papered ceiling in golden spots refracted by the broken mirror and the glass of water that held the pinks im leuchtenden sommermorgen those lines and the face of her old teacher came back to thea floated to her out of sleep perhaps she had been dreaming something pleasant but she could not remember what she would go to call upon mrs collard today and see the pigeons washing their pink feet in the drip under the water tank and flying about their house that was sure to have a fresh coat of white paint on it for summer on the way home she would stop to see mrs telemontes on sunday she would coax gunner to take her out to the sand hills she had missed them in chicago had been homesick for their brilliant morning gold and for their soft colors at evening the lake somehow had never taken their place while she lay planning relaxed in warm drowsiness she heard a knock at her door she supposed it was tilly who sometimes fluttered in on her before she was out of bed to offer some service which the family would have ridiculed but instead mrs kronborg herself came in carrying a tray with thea's breakfast set out on one of the best white napkins thea sat up with some embarrassment and pulled her nightgown together across her chest mrs kronborg was always busy downstairs in the morning and thea could not remember when her mother had come to her room before i thought you'd be tired after traveling and might like to take it easy for once mrs kronborg put the tray on the edge of the bed i took some thick cream for you before the boys got at it they raised a howl she chuckled and sat down in the big wooden rocking chair her visit made thea feel grown up and somehow important mrs kronborg asked her about bowers and the hassanis she felt a great change in thea in her face and in her manner mr kronborg had noticed it too and had spoken of it to his wife with great satisfaction while they were undressing last night mrs kronborg sat looking at her daughter who lay on her side supporting herself on her elbow and lazily drinking her coffee from a tray before her her short-sleeved nightgown had come open at the throat again and mrs kronborg noticed how white her arms and shoulders were as if they had been dipped in new milk her chest was fuller than when she went away her breasts rounder and firmer and though she was so white where she was uncovered they looked rosy through the thin muslin her body had the elasticity that comes of being highly charged with the desire to live her hair hanging in two loose braids 
one by either cheek was just enough disordered to catch the light in all its curly ends thea always woke with a pink flush on her cheeks and this morning her mother thought she had never seen her eyes so wide open and bright like clear green springs in the wood when the early sunlight sparkles in them she would make a very handsome woman mrs kronborg said to herself if she would only get rid of that fierce look she had sometimes mrs kronborg took great pleasure in good looks wherever she found them she still remembered that as a baby thea had been the best formed of any of her children i'll have to get you a longer bed she remarked as she put the tray on the table you're getting too long for that one thea looked up at her mother and laughed dropping back on her pillow with a magnificent stretch of her whole body mrs kronborg sat down again i don't like to press you thea but i think you'd better sing at that funeral tomorrow i'm afraid you'll always be sorry if you don't sometimes a little thing like that that seems nothing at the time comes back on one afterwards and troubles one a good deal i don't mean the church shall run you to death this summer like they used to i've spoken my mind to your father about that and he's very reasonable but maggie talked a good deal about you to people this winter always asked what word we'd had and said how she missed your singing and all i guess you ought to do that much for her all right mother if you think so thea lay looking at her mother with intensely bright eyes that's right daughter mrs kronborg rose and went over to get the tray stopping to put her hand on thea's chest you are feeling out nice she said feeling about no i wouldn't bother about the buttons leave and stay off this is a good time to harden your chest thea lay still and heard her mother's firm step receding along the bare floor of the trunk loft there was no shame about her mother she reflected her mother knew a great many things of which she never talked and all the church people were forever chattering about things of which they knew nothing she liked her mother now for mexican town and the colors she meant to run in on the old woman without warning and hug her end of part two sections eight and nine recording by shi ping ling